Hello there, and welcome to another podcast. This is Dream Chasers Podcast. We have on the line today, former Miss Basketball and Penn State standout, Lisa Shepard. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. So tell me a little bit about yourself. Tell me a little bit about your journey. How'd you start basketball? Where you're from? Give us a little bit on that. Um, well, I am from Richmond, Indiana, and I would say I'm your, your typical kid that grew up in Indiana, always having a basketball in their hands. Right. I have an older sister who's seven years older and always played basketball. So from the get-go, I was always around the game and started loving it. Right. I grew up you know, playing in middle school, playing AAU. I played at Richmond High School. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I went on to Penn State after that. Oh man, big deal. Miss Basketball, my dad. I'm going to throw that in. Who influenced you? Who was somebody that kind of, who got you, who got you to the game of basketball? I would definitely say my sister with okay. her being seven years older than me. I looked up to her mm-hmm. and we had a really tough father on us growing up. And so she was the one person that knew what I was going through and could help me through that and give me advice. So she definitely was somebody from the get go that I admire and looked up to. Right. Right. So you talked about your, your dad being pretty tough. How, how did your parents play a role in, in your success or how they play a role in you playing basketball coming up? Well, we'll get, we'll talk about the positives first. <laughs> um, <laughs> my, my parents obviously were extremely supportive. They, okay. they were your typical parents that drove me all over. I played AU and for, you know, in Anderson and Mount Vernon. So okay. you're talking about an hour or a little over an hour of drive for practices. Um, they, they put in a lot of money for me. Um, and and my dad, he always pushed me. One thing he would never let me quit as hard as he was on me and as hard as things got, he never would let me quit. Right. But he was extremely hard. I, I averaged 28 points in high school and I, I remember coming home and well, you missed two free throws. You could have had thirty. <laughs> and and so, it, it, every game was like that. Or if I didn't get my average, let's right. say I got twenty-two points. Right. I knew I was going to hear it from my dad when I got home. Right. So those were the you know the negative aspects of what I dealt with growing up with a, a hard father. Right. So having something something that tough on you, how did that? how did that help you as an adult in your adult life? You know, somebody pushing, pushing at you about how you're playing and you're averaging 28 points and you didn't get the 30. How, how did that, how did that, uh, how did that push, how, how did that help you in your adult life? Well, you know, I, to this day, I'm still a perfectionist. I, oh. I have that mindset of nothing's ever going to be good enough, which right. can be a negative, right. but, you know, I'm always striving to be better. So, th- so that's one good thing, but I-, I have learned 
by what my dad did, what not to do with my own children. Mm. And so um, I try, I try to take that and apply it to my own kids now. Right. That's a big deal. That's a big deal. You're a coach now, right? Yes, I am. Yes. I'm an assistant at North Central High School. And then I help coach some youth teams as well. Right, right. So tell me what's the difference? What's the difference in the game now? um, As far as how you played and how you saw it then versus how you see it now, maybe for your kids? Oh, wow. Um, You know, the difference now is, I feel like all sports are year round sports now. There is there's no off time. Right. And I feel like there's more uh, specialization at a younger age, right. which is unfortunate. Right. I think parents have that pressure of, well, I, my kids got to choose, you right. know, I want, want them to be the best. So they've right. got to focus strictly on this sport. And, and it's amazing to me because when I was growing up playing AAU, Mm-hmm. You, you played maybe in some local tournaments, but right, those tournaments right. were to prepare you for the state tournament. Right. And you wanted to get in the top three of your state to then go to nationals because nationals is where the college coaches were going to be. For sure. And, and then you wanted to win that national championship. Mm-hmm. Well, now there is a tournament every single weekend yeah. of the year. Right. And and so I feel like kids have lost the the meaning behind it. And, and I always laugh when we go to tournaments with my daughter or even my son mm-hmm. and there are, you know, you have pool play, but then it goes to the, the gold division, the silver right. division. Right. Well, when we played, if you lost, you went to the loser's bracket exactly. and you had to bust your butt back to get to that championship. And then right. if you lost in the loser's bracket, you're going home. Yeah, Sorry. Right. Well, now it's like, well, you can still lose three games, but you'll be in the bronze division. You can win a championship <laughs> and get a trophy. Right. I just right. don't get that. And yeah, that, that just blows my mind. And that another thing that blows my mind now is how kids get rings. Oh my God. For winning tournaments. Right. And if you ask anybody in from our generation, right. you got a ring for winning a state championship That's or it. getting runner up. That's it. In in college, if you you know won your conference, if you made it to the final four NCAA tournament championship. Right. So now my son got more rings than I do. <laughs> What's about you know? So I, I get it drives me nuts when they pass out rings because kids aren't understanding the significance and the hard work and what that ring really means. Right. Right. And to piggyback, to piggyback off what you said, I I remember, like you said, we played multiple sports and other sports made you good for the sport that you wanted to play. I mean, for boys, Mm -hmm. we always, we play football and sometimes we would do track but we did that for basketball or football or baseball mm-hmm. or whatever we wanted to do. So I, 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 it's hard to understand now that you have to be locked into one spot. I think that's more for the parents. I think parents, you need to let your kids spread their wings because guess what? They might be a dynamite baseball player and you might be blocking that. 
They may play basketball and kind of fizzle out. As far as the trophies, I, I thought this was hilarious because we won we won a, a tournament out here, which is IYBL, and they got rings. And just like what mm-hmm. you said, I was just like, you know, everybody seems to get something. You know, that we played we played IGHL and we got fourth place and all the girls got ribbons. We got green ribbons. It's like fourth place doesn't have a ribbon. You go to the Olympics, <laughs> you go to fourth place, and it's like, remember Harvey Harrington that ran the four hundred? Yeah, he was in fourth place. Nobody remembers him. They remember first right. and second, and you and you're lucky if they remember third. I, I just don't understand why everybody has to have a trophy for a participation. This is, it's, it's almost devaluing winning certain things. You know, if exactly. I want to, so we're going to get to high school and we're going to get fifth place and I'm going to be over here all pissed off because I didn't get a ribbon or I didn't get my, my trophy to go home to show mom and dad. I, I tell this story all the time. When I first started playing basketball, we played for this program uh, called the New Jersey Roadrunners, and Sandy Pioni ran it. And this is my first time going through. My brother had bought all these big – this was back in the day where they bought those big karate-looking trophies. You know, they had the big, tall ones. And right. My brother, had, my brother had all these trophies in his room. So we won second place. We were in Homestead, New Jersey. Second place. My brother didn't play in it. I played in it. This is my first go around. I played a little bit. I helped out, rebound, whatever. We get to the end of the game. We're losing. And these guys are upset on my team. I mean, they are pissed off. So we get done with the game. Trophies come out. They give us a second place trophy. We take pictures by it. They're like, leave the trophy. I'm like, you're a fool. I'm taking this home. I had one of the kids come <laughs> and say, he said to me, he said, hey, look, if you take that trophy with us, he said, we're going to have a big problem. And from there on, I kind of understood, you know, now the meaning of it, me being a young kid, I wanted that trophy, should have been mine. I should have took it home because I wanted to show all my friends and that would have been cool. But it made me strive for something. It's like, no, it's either first place or it's nothing. And right. that that really pushed me. And, and that's, I said, for this generation, that sucks for them because it's like, okay, you know, where's my, where's my medal? I had a kid on my team. She missed the game and she was asking me like, Hey, where's my fourth place medal? I'm like, uh, it's right here. Here you go. You know, so <laughs> that's, that's, that's tough. That's tough to deal with in this day and age. So what are you, what is your thoughts of uh, AAU basketball versus high school? I know you get a lot of kids that, they come in, or, or, or you get a lot of parents that say, oh, well, their AAU team, they're the best player on there, and they treated my, my daughter like this. They did this, and, and she was so happy, and she performed, or he performed so much better with AAU. What are your thoughts of AAU versus high school? High school, it's just a different style of play that right. you – have so many more components that go into it as far as team chemistry you're mm. with each other way longer right you know you're you're practicing a lot more than you are in AAU i know right. some of my high school players they may not even practice once a week <laughs> and so the, you hear players say i've heard some of our high school players say it i can't wait till AAU starts right and we're still in high school season right and I think it's because they get to play so many games. Yeah. If we lose this one, oh, well, we play again tonight at 6 p.m. Right. 
you know, or if we lose this tournament, it's all right, we're going to another tournament next weekend. And so it's, it's just constant, just playing a ton of games. And they, we, we kind of joke that we try to program our players all year long and then they get deprogrammed in AAU, (laughs) you know, a, a simple drill as shell drill learning how to do help side defense. Right. We have to reteach that every single season at That's the beginning ridiculous. of the year. That is ridiculous. And, and I'm not saying all AAU programs are like that. I think there are very few, but I think there, there are a few out there that are trying to develop and teach the players the game of basketball. Right. But that's one thing I notice with high school players is – they're extremely athletic. They're mm-hmm. able to do all these fancy moves, but they don't understand the game. Right. And so when we are trying to implement plays or a certain offense or a certain defense, they have a really hard time of understanding it because they can't just go out and play street ball. Right. They have to run a structure. And, and so that, that's the biggest thing I notice is just the lack of understanding the game. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a freestyle level of, of basketball and you can get up and down. You could do some of the dumbest things in those games and you're okay. But in high school, if you in a sectional and you freestyle and you screw up, that could be the rest of the game. You know, that's your season period. Exactly. Exactly. So what, what is your experience as a player and, and a coach that you would give? Well, let me say this again. So what, what is your experience you know, you you played and you're and you've coached um, through your experience. What advice would you give a kid? Maybe like uh, a new kid coming in, or maybe your or or your kids. What are what are some advice that you would give to them about you know what they what what are your aspects if they were coming to North Central High School? I would definitely tell players, and I tell players this now that they have to enjoy the process right and so there's so many kids that want things they they want to be a starter on varsity or they want to be an indiana all-star miss basketball or they want to go to college but when you say hey let's meet at the gym at 6 a.m before school and get a workout in (laughs) and they are like i don't want to do that can we do it after school Right. You know, there, there's so many that want it, but they're not willing to go through that process. Right. And I think there are a lot of kids and parents as well that can't, they, they're, they're not willing to trust the process. Right. And so I, I always tell kids, you have to enjoy it and you have to learn to trust it. And you have to realize that there are going to be hard times. There are going to be days where your body is exhausted and you want to quit, but that's part of the process. Right. And, and I, I, like I said, you know, kids just, they want things so quickly. Right. And that's why I try to emphasize with kids is it's not going to be quick. Right. It, it takes a while to get to where you want to be and you got to enjoy that process and you got to trust it. Right. Right. Yeah. You got to do the work first. Definitely got to do the work first and then hopefully you're blessed to be in a good position that you, that you can go out and implement all the work that you put out. So obviously right. you, so tell me something about some best practices that you, that you may have for your children 
you've been you've been through it on both sides. What are some best practices? What are something that you preach to your kids that can help push them to possibly the level that you played on or can help them overall in life? I I really try to teach my kids just to have fun, how to be a good teammate, and that they are in control of their energy, effort, and attitude at all times. Mm -hmm. And if they go out and give 110% in those things, that's all I'm asking for them. They need to be controlling those three, three things. They need to be having fun and they need to be a good teammate. And and kids have to, we have to teach them how to be a good teammate. Right. You know, us, us adults, we think it's common sense, Mm -hmm. but we have to show them and teach them how to do those things. And, and as long as they're doing that, I'm happy with them because that's, what's going to make them a better person when they get to their adult life when they get in a job setting, they're going to be able to work with other people. They're going to be able to give 110% no matter what. Right. Right. Definitely. So last question, obviously I want you to put your coach hat on from year to year. You're going to see, you're going to see a ton of different kids come through. You're going to, it's going to be kids coming, kids leaving. What can, if I was an incoming freshman and I show some promise. I, I could possibly be, you know, a varsity starter or, you know, play some significant minutes. What would you what would you tell me to what would you tell me to do as far as trying to come out and and like I said, trying to trying to play my game the way that I that I did before and match it with your style. All right. So if I wanted to come in North Central and I was in eighth grade, I was amazing. Maybe I was averaging 30 points a game or I made a name and and now I'm going to be retired at my middle school. Now I'm coming to North Central as a coach. What do you tell that kid? Because obviously they've never been through this before. You probably know that we're that I'm pretty good. All right. So what is, what is something that you would, that you would tell me or, well, what would you tell my parent? My parent was to come in for the first time and we have a conversation and we're like, Hey, you know, here's Cindy. She averaged, 30 points in middle school was one of the best players around. Now we're here at North central. We're dealing with you because I know a little bit of attitude and something comes with that. Right. We, we always tell anybody that's coming to North central, whether they are the number one player in their class Mm -hmm. or not very good. We always tell them no matter what playing time is not guaranteed. Mm. We don't care who you are. You have to come in here and you have to work and you have to earn your spot. Wow. And like I said, it, basketball is a, a different, it's a big jump going from middle school to high school, especially at North central where you're playing in the mix against right. amazing competition. Right. It's a huge jump. And so we also tell kids again, I, I keep saying it's a process, but it is, you know, you're not going to come in here and expect to play the game you were playing in middle school and be able to score that amount of points so easily. So there's a a period of time where it takes some adjustment. And we also see people coming in with, you know, dealing with some confidence issues because they're not able to do the type of things they were doing in middle school. Right. And so that, and that's normal. It's, it's, 
and an adjustment period for everyone, you know, right. but that, that's the big thing is just, you've got to work right. to earn your time. Nothing is going to be given to you. So it all boils down to is that you, you gotta, you gotta do it the right way. You gotta, it's, it's a process. You're not gonna, you're not gonna just come in and because your kid is an AAU star or wherever they came from, that they're just going to come in and impact things. And then you as a parent are not going to be able to lay something down on coaches to make your kid play. I mean, you have to, right. you have to go through it. You got to take your lumps like everybody else, period. And we, and, exactly. and us as parents, us as parents, we need to, like you said, we need to instill this in our kids. We're losing that. You know, my, my, my daughter's coming, you know, coming from middle school and, you know, she's the next big thing. Well, guess what? Here comes North Central. She hadn't played against Warren Central. She hadn't played the Ben Davises or the LNs of the world. Hadn't played the, you know, these top conferences in the mix. She's not strong enough. She's not fast enough. So this is stuff that definitely parents, you should take heed when you hear, when you hear coaches talk or if you, if you hear different conversations, you should always be kind of listening because we don't know everything. Hey, Lisa, thanks, exactly. for, thanks for coming on today. We appreciate it. Thank you very much. All right. Hey, this is Dream Chasers Podcast. We'll talk to you soon.